0: This is NRL Boom Rookies.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I'm Matt Bungard and alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. G'day everyone. Uh, uh, not this is, as smart
0: as last night, mate, because obviously uh, I we're guess recording in the morning. Yeah. Well, so it hasn't worn off, but... Uh,
1: oh. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um... Yeah, yeah this is a first for us. We're uh, coming at you live on Thursday morning. I I had to work last night. Didn't get home till like midnight-ish. Um, obviously, Mitch didn't want to record at midnight. And uh, yeah, I've got to be back. In the oh, oh, I
0: could have. It's more uh, the missus would have would have not been able to sleep. Yeah, fair. I'm a volume guy, mate. I'm not like I, could, I can podcast it. A normal human is talking. That <laughs> is a fair
1: point. Uh, but regardless, I'm going to be back in the office at like 10 a.m. So the only real time we had to do
0: was like now. So yeah, let's do up, it. Up late's dead, mate. We're doing up early now. We're doing eight we 30s. Are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, early so 8 30 in the morning. So
1: Queensland won. That was mate. unexpected.
0: Caleb Ponga, dog. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Combo, dog. They fucking wouldn't say it was unexpected. I did pick them by six before the game. You picked Jesse. them every time, though. Yes, but you know, made back, as I said, we uh, had them right where well, we wanted them written off, d- down for the count. You know, how, I don't know, you could stop, you know, Freddie's boys with the Panthers influence and that, that forward pack and, you know, James Desko, Damian Cook, but somehow the boys somehow they found a way. The they mustered up the courage to gets- turn up and. The negative two degrees, whatever. I'll tell you, I'll yeah. tell you he just
1: gets origin. Jeremiah and I. Oh, your mate, legs falling off? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Get me. you screaming and
0: banging the ground. Three minutes later, you're fine. Exactly what we want from you, mate. Paddy Carrigan, mate. He understands origin. A There's player. a man who understands it. I don't know who. I don't know who he transferred his body with, or who he stole the skills from. But I don't know even if his biggest fan thought. 12 months ago, this was even in the realm of possibility for Paddy Carrigan, playing as well as he did last night. But he came on the field and he was the best forward on the pitch from the moment Mm. he came on until the end of the game. He came on and to Billy. if you haven't listened to Billy Slater's press conference, people, it's actually a really good one. It's it's 18 minutes he gave the media. That never happened. And some really level-headed responses. And one of the things he did say is like, you know, the first thing he said, asking about Carrigan, it's like, well, you knew he was on the field, didn't you? Didn't need the substitution, you know, graphic to come up. And it's like, yeah, his first impact, big run, next impact with big hit on Whiten, And he was, he was superb. Um, he was the best forward on the pitch for mine. Uh, not particularly close. Wouldn't say he was the best player on the day in the end, but the the proactive changes from Billy that he made in that game, I think that's really what set the tone for Queensland. Because I think that first 20 or 30, I was thinking, fuck, we're gonna have to, we're on the ropes already. Like we're gonna have to hang on here and just and just mm-hmm. hope we get back in the game because I thought the blues were pretty dominant. And I thought the the carries from Tupo and Toro were really starting a blue set really well, but he made some really proactive changes, which is it's so rare we see in rugby league like ever that a coach will actually just like see the game going one way and go fuck I better do something about it. Usually they do they look at it and they're like oh we'll wait for like the next try we can see to make a sub or whatever. But Queen like Billy had used somewhere the fifteenth and two in the twenty first minute. Well, you just never fucking see that. So he used three subs in the first 21 minutes, but it worked.
1: Yeah, very proactive approach from Slater. They very much turned the game. Uh, Queensland's best period, I think, was undoubtedly the 10 minutes before half time, and probably the 15 minutes after it. That's where yeah. they won the game. That's where they scored all their points. Um, yeah, it's hilarious to me that like the one thing Caleb Ponga does well, the Blues didn't think to maybe stop that. Uh, I don't know how they were shocked by that right to left cutout pass, but it worked. Um, yeah. Ponga's kick for Gagai. Um, Fantastic bit of play. What's the other? Cobos, Cobos, kick for
0: Gagai. What did I say? Ponga, Ponga, through the pass. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry.
1: Cobos, kick to Gagai, and then what was it? Oh, off the scrum. I mean, you must have had the most confused boner of your life when Daily Cherry Evans just went straight through the line
0: to score. I have have no confusion. People ask me this all the time. Like, I didn't like (laughs) Paddy Carrigan last year. He plays well for my team. I don't give a fuck. And dc had a pretty average game all around, but had some okay good moments, and that's probably the best he's played for Queensland. And that's including in the first half, we re- like refused to go to the line for the mm. f- for the first 30-odd 30, 30 minutes. Uh, it was an interesting, weird game, though. I thought like the, f- the first half, the forwards were pretty good, but I thought oh, all the spine plays pretty much bar, like... I think... like I don't want to argue about Damien Cook, but I think Cook was the best spine player in the first half. Him and Tedesco were. And then the second half, I like I think Cook got a bit lost, but it's more to do with how Paul DeHals played, if you get me. Like, pick up the yep. ball and whatever but i thought he was I, really good in that. but i thought no one like this seven and six and seven from both teams were pretty average in that first half and neither team really yeah. fired a shot outside i mean of-
1: i i wasn't on twitter during the game i was working and i was just focusing yeah. on that um oh, I, was I shocked the amount of damien criticism game. that i saw afterwards i mean look I, I know i'm obviously slightly biased but i thought he was pretty good i thought uh, going forward he along with tedesco and white and were really the only ones that were creating anything until I guess Cam Murray got a little bit more involved in that last 20 minutes as well. So, and on top of that, he made a thousand tackles. I didn't miss any. I know that doesn't really mean much, but I mean, I, I I thought he played a lot better than the six and the seven who will get
0: no criticism at all from anyone. I agree. But uh, it, it's one of those things that um once, once you lose origin an origin game, we look to find how everyone sucks on the blues team. And in Damien Cook's the problem with Damien Cook on that night, right? Is As you know, with, with Cook, uh, when his team isn't on top, he's he's not a passive hooker. Like, he's he's going to pick the ball up. He's going to try and get involved. But when your team isn't rolling and your heart's not playing well, you kind of look stupid sometimes. But it's, mm. it's like, it because you get up and he has some runs there and he gets up, runs like five or six metres, and then nothing's on. He, like, turns back the other way. It's like, well, it looks kind of dumb, but it's not exactly his fault. The team's not rolling forward. Well, no one okay, else is coming so up in one... support. There was one it, moment it, in it, He made him half, half a break, mate, in the end of the game. Well, there. Was,
1: there was one moment
0: in the second half where it was the last tackle.
1: They kept the ball alive. Yeah. They threw it to him. He looked up. He looked left, he looked right. No clear to be seen. No little to be seen. No one really going with him. He ran like 15 meters. And then he yeah. tried to put a kick in and, and stuffed it up. And it was like, so oh, what an it, idiot. Yeah. What's he doing? It's like, well, he just ran 15 meters and literally nobody went in support with him. I understand they were tired because they have been, you know, defending and they've been out in their ass for a lot of this game, but... It seemed like all oh, of this time, oh, he's running around aimlessly. It was because no one else was going with it, which is yeah. a more a communication problem than anything else.
0: Yeah. And, and, and mate, as always, as, as it is when Blues lose these games, like, you they, know, when they win, you don't, it doesn't matter. You don't notice it. But, mate, Freddy's rotations are so bad. Mm. he did it again. Like we spoke about this a couple of years ago. Like, you know, those times he's like left Clem. We spoke about it even before this game, that way they can lose it. But, you know, when he left Clem, like off the field and origin forever ago, like what was it last year game? Uh, so two years ago, game one, uh, when they lost, like again, rotations were terrible. Uh, and then this game, same, same issue. Like uh, junior Barlow for us, like not starting the game, I thought it was a massive misstep. Mm. It, it's, It's one of those things that people will be up his ass and up some other players' asses today, but it's like he's never been a good impact player. You know, just because he's big doesn't mean he's he's an impact player and he's more, he should have matched for Parley's minutes, you know, or maybe a bit more gone off and then come back on later. Uh, RCG's always been a bit of a a better impact player and he also played fuck all minutes. (laughs) You know, it's like Paulo or Barlow, i got to get used to that. Uh, Balo, I don't know. Sorry, 30 minutes. Uh, RCD, 36 minutes. Same minutes as Ryan Madison, who was pretty shit.
1: Yeah, he was pretty <laughs>
0: anonymous. It's, it's strange like that. And then, like, Isaiah, yo, like, we all thought he was can cast, but regardless, he only played 53 minutes. What are we doing here? And like, Cam played 50, 50. Cam Murray, it's like, I don't know. Th- those guys, Murray and yo, have to play. 60 plus, 70 plus for mine.
1: I don't know why they wouldn't. And, and then on the flip side, Leah Martin plays the whole game and has like four runs.
0: Yeah. And, and what's the intent, right? Outside of getting him minutes, you know, what is the intent of that sub when Cam comes onto the middle for like 20 minutes and moves? Mm. There's like no, there's not, there's no purpose to it. Right. It's just like, get through a little stint and put you on the edge. It's like, you've got to find better ways to get him, get him minutes and, it's it's a hard one because they have ha- Haas and, and Yo, but with how the edge forwards played and and how Murray performed on the edge, it's like well, you probably should have just played Murray on the edge for the whole game. Yep, maybe he's a much better maybe. like Leah Button's fine. Cameron Murray's a much
1: better player. Um, yep. I would have picked Angus Crichton over either edge back raw. Uh, yep. and they were both kind of crap in this game. I don't. Th- I think that's the probably the last we'll see of Tarek Sims in this team. I don't know. Yeah. Um. I, I would guess so. Who knows what will happen? I think uh, I think Jake Taborovich will be returning to the fold for game two as well. But, but
0: that's the thing with the with the Blues is that when when you lose, teams always make changes, and Freeze done it a lot when he's lost those first games. But there's not exactly guys bashing the door down who aren't in this team. But like, there's some guys that you can give a shot to. Like I I probably look at uh, Callum Matangi. And he's a dude I could believe could play off the bench and play a bit in the middle as well, you know. He could play. He could start on the edge where he could bring him off the bench and he can play a couple of spots. Probably look at him. I, I don't know if you saw Ola Kawatu's Instagram post last night. I did, yes. If people don't know, he, uh, he posted that support for Queensland after the game. He went, like, always a Queenslander, then a shush emoji after it. So, uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't pick him for <laughs> the Blues that doesn't seem to get you knocked out of getting picked for the Blues if you do that kind of stuff But mm. yeah, you, you probably expect Jake might come back in but you, you can pretty much lock in that guys like Sims and maybe Martin won't play the next game you'd probably say Tupo and probably Katoni Staggs don't play the next game uh, and then who knows who else But mm. there w- there'll be some changes uh, Jack White was cr- had a crack on yeah, the he played. Great. he was the, the best Blue yeah, he played great. Obviously, got stripped by Cam Munster, but Ken Munster, the best player in the world, mate. That's gonna happen sometimes. Yeah,
1: that, that's just that is what it is. Yeah, it's it's weird. I guess that's one thing we were wrong about that Fitler was right about. Jack White was a much better performer on the night than Katoni Staggs, which wasn't to his be fault. Fair, but... I
0: wouldn't say me and you were ones who I didn't overly happen no. that selection, right? Like I no, no, the podcast, that's true. the preview that those two selections won't matter in terms of they're not like Tupo and quite they're not going to be what won or loss or lose the game and I stick by that you know yeah. and Tupo like people are up his ass because they want to be up his ass right like he's not exceptional he's not but he did like exactly what you thought Daniel Tupo would do right I mean he got caught flat footed for the last try but he did yeah he did that's going to happen to wingers you know they're going to get isolated but like he you know had some pretty good yardage took a couple of good catches down his end and that's about it like that's what he is, but. It does not help his case that he got not, he didn't get one kick put towards him. It was an attacking aerial contest. Not one decent yeah. kick.
1: Yeah, they just kept kicking a Toto and then they just didn't do it at all. So,
0: yeah. So, like him and um, like he, but he had no shots to, to, to win in the air down Queensland's end from Cleary just having like, I don't get it, man. Like he has the biggest boot I've ever seen. In this game, you could have convinced me he was kicking into 40-kilometer winds, both, both sides. Because the ball was going there It was What's weird, yeah. I, I thought in the first half he just had a wind disadvantage or something, but then it just kept happening. Yeah, and yeah. I know that as the, as the game went on, they got more pressure on his kicks. But his first, like, five or six, there was no one near him, and, they, and he just under-kicked them.
1: Yeah, it was, weird. Uh, it, was it was a somewhat in uh, performance from Nathan
0: Cleary. It was, it really was, but uh, for the Queenslanders, mate, uh, right, like debutants probably couldn't have played better. Like, <laughs> <I wouldn't laughs> oh have... yes,
1: um, what? that guy, that guy that hates Nathan Cleary on Twitter has done like a seven thousand tweet thread with all the screenshots circling him again. Oh, that if, guy's if, insane. If... I know it's great though. I look forward
0: to reading it later i'll have a look because some of those are so funny because he um because they're wrong <laughs> yeah because he just blames cleary in like the weird situations like it'll be like tackle one down there and if you'll see an overlap and he's like cleary passed back on the inside when they could have scored here it's like, no no they couldn't have <laughs> but okay, i started it's going well i started with blaming cleary for Liam
1: martin knocking the ball on in the first two minutes so that's that's bit... good
0: i mean yeah, L- right. martin had a
1: stinker too man he, he didn't he, get involved he sure did. at
0: all he'd be in trouble um I don't know how real Tony Staggs' injury was, but I do think White out playing him and they want to get Crichton on, they, they did that. But yeah, I mean, again, Staggs actually did more yardage than you'd expect. You know, he had like seven runs for like 80-odd metres out of their end and then got hurt and went off. But yeah, we, we all know that he's not going to fucking do anything if there's, not, if there's no good early ball. We all know that. And then there wasn't really any good ball and the Blues never really sustained pressure down on the Queensland line. Which which surprised me because again they have this kicking game. They have got the forwards on paper. They were just used wrong. You know, and I know it, it's a bit of a convenient stat, but they didn't score a point without Yo on the field. And they considered all the points with him off the field. And obviously that's just that's a bit convenient, but it's just more that like the the period there where they don't have like Yo on and they don't have Haas on, they just got steamrolled. Yeah. And they got steamrolled, and not by like, you know, they got steamrolled by Lindsay Collins, Paddy Carrigan, and like Ruben Cotter.
1: Ruben Cotter like, was great as well. He, by he the was. Way. Apparently He's still in the,
0: <laughs> yeah. the cans. Don't worry he about it. It did. Um, the funny thing is we're talking about uh, you know, uh juniors minutes, everything, just for probably only played 22 minutes and no one cares because mm. that's what happened when you when you win, mate. No one gives a shit. <laughs> well, also because it worked. Well, yeah, exactly. But it I think well like hearing Billy talk about it like they they lost like three subs at the start of the second half with injuries yeah. and again with how proactive these subs were he was confident leaving on cuz Carrigan was having a stormer i don't know where he got that extra that extra gear but he played the entire game from when he came on he essentially didn't bring Papale Papa back on until like the last 5 minutes knowing he didn't need to use another sub really so he probably comes back on like, earlier in, in the next game but yeah but you it, know whatever
1: I will say on like in Cleary's defense, right? Like I still think he's an incredibly talented player, but obviously it's just different to when you're forward packs running downhill and you've got all the time in the world to just take whatever option you want, which he gets Mm -hmm. at club level pretty much every week compared to here where he was having to make snap decisions and get kicks away with guys flattening him every single time he kicked the ball. So you do have to factor that in, but yeah, uh, this like, he's had quite a few sort of, not great origin games, and no one ever seems to care at yeah. all. It's, it's quite weird. strange.
0: Well, yeah, and, and the first couple of years, as you just said, that you can kind of go, Oh, well, he's young and he's learning, so he gets a reasoned away in like 2018, 2019. But I think it's a funny one when I thought about it. It's like, Well, last year's series was a six again series of the Blues pounded Queensland. It doesn't really count, forget me, it doesn't really count as him being harder than origin and, and experienced at level, does it? And, He's sitting there thinking now how had to like you know hasn't really got a, a name or a moment the game or a moment he put his, put his hat on i'm I'm shocked like it doesn't mean anything, but he has eleven origins now and hasn't scored a try like that's just shocks me because you know generally a halfback at some point in an origin game will support up the middle, especially when your team's won more origins than it's lost in that period, actually he might be even split now, but he hasn't even scored a try, which is just, is strange, but yeah he hasn't put his stamp on origin yet he's still quite young, but you don't think they'll pressure him or lua even though I think. Like, combos are one thing, but if they don't do anything... In a, like, they didn't... You didn't look like they played together before last night, did it? From the wine Cleary. Yeah. And they're probably a bit of a victim turning up expecting to be easier because Rugby League has been easy for them for a couple of years. But you think if anyone was going to be unseated, you'd probably think... I'd, I'd be looking at Mitch Moses for Luai, potentially, even though they're both sevens. They needed... They, what they needed last night desperately was someone else who kicked the ball. Yes. They needed it so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, save for a couple of sort of little chips, that I put
1: up on that left edge for like Murray or whoever to knock back. That was That was really his only involvement. Yeah, was. it was. Um,
0: Whereas Queensland have the advantage right like They have, you know, everyone on their spine can kick. Yeah, and that and you know and that's Damien Cook can kick, but it's not a strength of his and never has been. But like you know the the big advantage for the for Queensland there was like when and that was something was made at the right point when he brought Harry, uh, Ben Hunt straight back on for Harry Grant, you know, who puts a, a banger of a kick in on fourth tackle from his own forties. Ben Hunt does that and catches uh, to- out of position, you know, he does that. And then there's Munster and DCA. And if he has to Ponga can kick as well. And it's just a big advantage in origin because, you know, you don't get, we saw it last night. Like they started laser focusing on Cleary on fifth and there's no other option. And, you know, Teddy's not going to do that either. And Luai's pretty average at it. So I don't think they'll change anything there, but, that was was a big negative for them, and I thought again Ben Hunt was like only thirty seven minutes, but you feel every minute he plays. Hey, for Queensland, I can't I cannot believe he was dropped by Paul Green to start of last year. Yeah, it's crazy, it's a cracker. And and I thought like Harry Grant when he, his first fifteen or so, I I thought he was pretty poor, and I, I thought it was, like that something felt that game last night really felt like those teams hadn't played together. It really <laughs> felt like early in the season footy, like really aggressive but not a lot of linking. I mean, even times, like, Grant picked the ball up and ran near Munster, and then Munster, like, you know, obstructs himself, and it looked like they hadn't played together. But he then, as as Harry Grant does, like, both the the first and the last try, again, it's nothing amazing, but both times he's caught an edge player at marker and gone down the short side with Caelan Ponga. And I'm telling you, if Caelan Ponga did that, if someone did that with Caelan at club level, he'd set up three tries a week. But that's, that's it it's just immediately that's that footy brain that Harry grant's got there is that he's caught the first one he's caught um for when he when ponga throws a cut out to Cobo and Cobo kicks it he caught Luai and Sims at marker and that had Junior down the blind side defending you know he's not going to keep up with an edge player so bang, they go blind side ponga throws a cut out Cobo's away and then on the last try he's caught Crichton defending at marker who was really poor but I really feel sorry for him in the sense
1: he was that in like, a it was in a cut can't win situation
0: no like that's there's a reason why there's no impact centers or wingers mate because he come comes on with 25 minutes to go or whatever and it's like you know he's a like, go go make a difference or something and so what he does he comes in field and lifts a dude okay penalized and then he also gets stripped dancing in field. but he's trying to do things right but like, that's the reason why that role doesn't exist it's dumb and the same thing we hammered them for pre-game like the the thing when Whiten was the utility, he played too well to get put back to utility, but it worked because White would just come on and play in the middle. That's why it works. Yeah. Not come on and play center. Because what the Blues have done in that game, Matt, if you think about it, it's like they've played – Queensland played different edges through injuries. They had to. But the Blues have played, like, three or four different edge combos in the same fucking game by choice. What are we doing here?
1: Yeah, very, very strange. Um, it was. So, yeah, I think there will obviously be changes for game two uh, for New South Wales, yeah. um, both in the forwards and the backs. Um, I don't think he did anything particularly wrong, but maybe we see Josh Adokar coming back for Daniel Tupo. I think, uh, think so? for Luttrell's fit. he walks back into that team, I think... That, I
0: don't think he is fit for game two, though, hey. But I
1: think it'll be Crichton because Staggs, I think, is got a shoulder issue. Was it last I reckon Stags
0: going to play this fucking weekend, mate. Oh, maybe, right. or, or, yeah, or he doesn't play in one game, but... yeah. I don't know if it does, you know, that's how Freddie works, man. He named a different team every day of the week. And White yeah. played so well in that first half and he loves Jack White. And I already knew that if he was going to sub ascend, it was going to be stag in the second half then. Which again probably isn't great, even though he was playing what he saw in front of him, right? Like Freddie was doing what White played well. He earned his keep, but they probably spent all week practicing for Crichton coming on for White. You're right. And I know Stagg's got hurt, or apparently hurt, mm-hmm. and he and he his shoulder, but yeah, yeah. it doesn't help, does it? You know, no, it doesn't. I'll tell you what, though, for the series, not for my sake, for the series' sake, it'd be interesting if the Blues won the next game and the troll comes back game three. Hell yeah, that'd be very interesting.
1: I mean, there's no way you don't pick the troll Mitchell if he's available, he's their most talented Mate. player. So,
0: bench utility, <laughs> <laughs> I you mean, can't you drop can do Jackie it. Boy, yeah. He, well, no, uh, I just have uh, White and Mitchell game three. I think i tell fine. you what. I would Jeez, fucking that's, love that's to see Latrell 14. Could you imagine he'd come off the bench, how angry he'd be 25 minutes in? <laughs> Make it an impact. Make and Latrell Mitchell has been sent off in his first yeah. involvement. But yeah, like, the, yeah. all the changes sucked. Ryan Madison played really soft, by the way. He played like that... You know, people used to call him Tarzan, play, like, plays like Jane Garvey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played like that again. I know he had 10 carries, but I reckon he got put in his ass in all 10 of them. Uh,
1: yeah, I think Sims will probably go.
0: Liam Martin's mm. touch and go.
1: Um, I, I I would imagine they'd start Ballo in the next game. You would yeah. hope. Uh,
0: Payne Austin needs to get more minutes as well. Um, I mean, for mine, like you you said this many times. I'd play David Clemmer, but they seem to not want to play him. Well, yeah, i am not have been factoring him in because for whatever yeah. reason, he's just not welcome. Is Safidi yeah. anywhere close to being back from injury? I don't know. They definitely yeah. missed him though. But that's the yeah. thing with the Blues. They just they've just got wrong that like they should work backwards from. Okay, Isaiah. Yo, Payne hearts and cam murray are probably the three best forwards or well, the three best aussie forwards in the world right probably yes. let's build around them and find minutes everyone else after that and it's got to be it's like if i'm coaching this side mate like i'm going out there with a plan of honestly that murray and yo aren't going off the field and maybe yeah. because of the intensity they might take 10 minute stints but then that leaves me picking a bench right that you know there's got there's going to be utility whatever i'll ignore who that is but the other three it's like i might even pick clemmer and say to him, mate you're only playing 15 minutes
1: just go wreck shit
0: yeah we don't need your full stint we want you to go out there and get absolutely fucking gassed in that little time we should place like isaiah yell or someone you know because they, they do this thing where they try to find minutes the same minutes for all of them. it doesn't work mate like Yo has to be out there. Murray has to be out there. Haas has to be yeah. out there for 60, 65. Payne Haas should be playing more minutes than the other front rowers. He just should. Yes. And he, and he did in this game, to be fair, finally, from Freddie, played 58. In the past, he's only found him, like, 40, and he had a really good game. But, like, the thing when it's, like, Paulo or Barlow, sorry, RCG, Madison, 30, 30, 30. And mm. none of them played well, pretty much. RCG was pretty good. But it's, like, you're not setting any of them up for success, mate. Because that's not either the, the long stint they're used to and good in, or... Go out there and get yourself gassed and come off.
1: Yeah. Also, Ashley Klein doesn't get Origin. Mate, just let them have that last play of the ball. Just let them have it. I know, I know it was after 80 minutes, but fuck, just the fans wanted one more play. Just fucking let them play the ball. He
0: was much better in the second half. What the fuck was he doing in the first half? He was disastrous in the first half. Yeah. I I just remember DC challenging when he fell over. (laughs) He got tapped in the face. Cow with absolute cat won't go to the line, will he? But (laughs) at first half, he was calling held. Like oh, after that a when, second,
1: was it Cobble, Cobble or Costa got, got thrown into touch, and it was a te- gave a penalty. it was
0: terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. But there was other ones. All the whole first half was really rapid because of that reason. I kept calling he held on everything really fast. He missed what two really obvious Queensland forward passes, two really obvious Blues knock ons. He got he, second half. He was fine, but I was thinking, fuck, I don't want this game. You don't want Origin decided by some fuck ups, and it felt like it was going that way, and it and it didn't go that way. Luckily, he caught the two by forward pass to Teddy because I was worried about that when he threw that. But yeah, yeah that was very forward. We <laughs> probably talk about Coates too. But that that's where the halves really didn't, didn't turn up for my, If you ask me, like Coates goes off after you know twenty eight minutes, and Kurt Capewell is a competent spot fill centre, right? And and when he played centre in twenty uh, like last year, he did set some points up for Queensland. Some uh, rare, but the Blues went at him heaps and scored plenty. He was in the centers last night for, what, 60 minutes, pretty much. And did they go at him, like, once? Did they ever get... They didn't go right, like, once that entire yeah. game. Like, I don't know. They didn't go at him, like, once. And he had a great day out there because of that. And then there was a period there, like, you know, Nani's off as well, and they've got Cotter on the edge, and they're defending with, you know, whatever on the... comp, And they never got to the edges. The Blues just didn't get to the edges when they were Queensland were down men. They never got tested. And that's that stuff that, like... You don't get those opportunities much in State of Origin. They don't, coming, they don't come back all the time. They didn't take advantage of that. It just doesn't... It didn't seem like the Blues had much of a strategy or a plan in front of the next set in front of them. They get through the set. They just keep getting through the set and getting through the set. And you always hear about those things. People talk about Cam Smith and Thurston and Lockyer. And that they were always thinking a few sets ahead. And I never felt that like there was a moment the Blues, like when it was a drop ball or similar, they thought, hey, guys, like, Queensland have done these changes... You know, Kurt Kapel's out there. We've got to get down there. And it, you know, it's something I've heard Thurston talk about that he said on it's a podcast called Match Winners. He did, and Nick can't let me listen to it, but he spoke about like when he was young, and it sounds really simple to me and you, or whatever. But when he was young, when he when he went to camp with Lockyer, Lockyer started teaching him to to do video on his own and understand where all the players from the other team are supposed to come on and play, like learn himself where they should be going. And if then, or learn that, you know, this guy at club footy plays X minutes in this position. If he comes on not in that position, you have to target him. Yep. And you can see that flow through in Queensland over the years when they've found the dude who's come on and filled a gap, they've done that. So what should have happened for the Blues is the moment, even though kept walk and Phil in there, and we know Jerome and Cleary played with him, the moment he went to the centres, the alarm bell should have rung. They should have gone. Yeah, fuck absolutely. it. It's going. Look, fellas, we're going left. It's going well, but look, like they've got Kurt Capel over there. We have to go that way. They didn't. Yeah, they went like uh, once and Val chased that kick. <laughs> yo yeah, that was he. He played great, by the way. We haven't talked about him. Mate, he was him fantastic. and Gagai can play Origin forever. That's true. <laughs> like, um, Gagai I, I, did fuck up early though,
1: but he got yeah. He came back. We, uh, I mean, I don't want to talk about it too much because it just it does kind of bore me a little bit, but. Yeah, a a lot of discourse about Isaiah not going off the field in the first minute. Um, I mean, we're not experts on this. I I, I don't care. But like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with our good friend, NRL Physio said he probably should have gone off and that it's not like a burner where even the slightest sort of brain injury should be taken seriously. I get all that. But at the same time, that was in response to someone saying that Isaiah remembered the whole game and played the rest of the game without incident, both of which are true.
0: Like as you said, mate. it's I know everyone wants those guys off, and and sometimes it confuse you when guys go off and some don't. But mate, I'm not an expert on it, and I just don't care enough to focus on it. For the in 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 the moment, I was like, get him off the fucking field because I'm a Queensland fan, right? <laughs> but I, in 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 the, in the after the game finishes, mate, it's it's not my domain. I got no idea. I'm not going to say he should or shouldn't have gone off. And I honestly, I'm with you there, mate. Like,
1: yeah. I don't know. what they, I mean, I don't, I don't know if there is a perfect solution, but I mean, yeah, yeah, we're not we're not experts, but he looked fine to me.
0: And again, if you watch that Slater press conference, like, I got asked about it. And he's saying thing was, mate, I don't care. He's like, I can only control what I can control. I worry about Queensland and Queensland playing well. I don't care. And it's like, yep, exactly right. And it's a loser mentality when you get locked in on should, Yo, should have Yo gone off for a concussion or not. You know? <clears throat> we got, should we do some questions? Uh, oh, we have questions, do we? But oh, we have got question, we had question time. Uh, I was going to say, though, they did say in the press conference... It looks like Talangi or or the Hammer will play game two for Queensland. Yeah. Cool, which is you know obviously I think Corey Oates deserves a shot, but I'm fine with Talangi playing that left edge. He's um left wing. He probably, I would have picked him over Coates anyway. But what Slater said in the post match press conference is that he's going to pick someone who was in that the 24. You know, said I didn't pick those guys as camp bodies. I picked those guys because I think they're good enough to play, and they're going to play. And he said it's out of Talangi and a Hammer so so. Probably wouldn't waste my time if I'm a Brisbane fan thinking Corey Oates is going to play because it sounds like Talangi will just walk in. And I'm, and I'm cool with that. Uh, he, he deserves a shot in my, in my opinion. But I probably don't think anything else would change in this game. I still would have loved to have found a spot for Jai mm. But if that's how they're going to rotate the forwards, I understand why he wasn't there. I didn't, obviously didn't expect that uh, Paddy Carrigan would play 65 minutes, for example. Yeah,
1: but he played so well in those minutes. Yeah.
0: Okay, we've got questions. Are we, so we're gonna we're we gonna, we gonna put this out as a normal podcast or just a bonus to do questions. No, time. no, no.
1: People need the the, the, the no. all the listeners need their post origin goodness. Okay, I Sweet. Think.
0: sweet. Oh, good, good. Okay. Okay. Question time over on Discord. We haven't put the questions out, so we haven't got questions on Patreon. I mean, I didn't think we'd have time for minute. I literally have to go to work it's in fine. like 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> fine. That's good. It's all good. So I bother scrolling back here. Okay. Start with Mario's
1: one, I think, because
0: uh yeah. Which which one? Are you? No, they're well up. We've got heaps more there. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll quickly. Uh, okay, Mario Six.
1: Maybe I don't watch enough Penrith games, but is Cleary always the shit at kicking a rugby league ball? Brackets asked at half
0: time in Origin. Yeah, uh, we have questions earlier about other coaches and shit. So yeah, but they're not, really not about Origin, so they, they can sweet. deal. They can uh, they n- well, no, Pe- C- Cleary has the best kicking game in the in the league. Yes, it makes no sense, and I do understand that people were saying he got pressured, into, and he did get pressured in that second half. In the in end the, in the first half. But honestly, if you rewatch that game, he had three days to kick some of those early kicks, and I was shocked by how bad they were. There was one kick there when he's like 35 out from Queensland's line. I remember yelling at the TV because nobody even took a step towards him from Queensland for pressure. And he puts it up, and I expected it to be one of those yeah,
1: absolute. He, no, he just kind of dabbed it towards yeah. the right wing.
0: Yeah, thought one of those massive rockets is going to land like two minutes out from our line and put pressure on Coates. But no, just like Coates caught it uncontested. Yeah.
1: Oh, shout out to our, our friend Josh Brandon. Went to the game last night. He messages at halftime saying there was like a catch the bomb game and mm. Jamie Soward was doing all the kicks. And so for the New South Wales fan, he was dabbing in like the world's easiest little end over end soft chip kicks. And for the Queensland fan, he was putting up like the world's nastiest spiral bombs <laughs> for the guy to catch, which I think is wonderful shithouse food. It was. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, Rough Belly says if you could choose one ad to play over your pained face when you got injured, which would it be? Uh, and what would DCE choose for his touch?
0: Uh, I, I tell you what, like, obviously, I don't watch Nine often, but it's not like that in normal games. It's not normally like that. I wouldn't. Oh I, my yeah. God, how bad was the coverage last night? Like, like... the ads were weird. I, I, you, obviously, you can't say stuff, Bunga, but from my opinion, the ads were weird because Gus Gould's voice being on voiceovers actually pulls you out of the moment, if you get me. An hour i'm very excited
1: to watch billy the kid on stand
0: right? yeah so i don't i hate the new scoreboard it's not cricket we don't need a scoreboard that big and it was weird that they were do sort of in the sound effect of the fifth tackle but it doesn't have the same impact mate when it's just a number changing you know like it's not anything coming up but it was doing that whoosh sound effect that was weird uh always hate the ads during origin everyone does i understand they have to do it and obviously obviously following Rabs was always going to be hard for anybody. And Matt Thompson had himself going into it. And whoever went in there was going to have a really tough time. But boy, was he nervous because he just blurted out random stats at no point for no reason in the first, like, 20 of minutes. He settled in well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I felt like strange. I think he's, I've always thought he was a good
1: commentator. And he was, no matter how well he did last night, people were going to pan him. So he's never going to be raps.
0: Oh, his family yeah. should stay on social media this week. So should he? Because as you said, doesn't matter. He could have had the call of his life and it still wouldn't have been good enough last night. He
1: called that Cowboys Broncos game in like 2016 and he did a really good job. I he remember. Did. Like he it, was, was it
0: was It was strange last night, mate. And I thought it was weird that, you know, he didn't get Junior Barlow, even though I get it wrong all the time. I'm trying to learn, but it's not my job to go on TV and call mm. it. It's. I found it strange that he came in with all these weird stats, but didn't like once. He missed all the news about that name change for the last like yeah. ten weeks, and then uh, like uh, <laughs> even in their pre match graphic, he says his name, and then they were he was calling him Paulo. Um, it was like mate, yeah, come on.
1: Uh, uh, yeah. But it was funny, like oh, and he's down with a very serious leg injury. Cut to Katy Perry singing about Menu Life. Yes. Uh By the way, like okay, I uh, uh, I I don't know if we've talked about this before, but like. Okay, when it's like an Australian musician, like, Baker Boy's a great musician, but, like, I'm sure getting the bag from Menulog will probably make a difference to his life, right? So I can understand him doing ads like that. Because, like, you know, he's a big star in Australia, Mm. but, like, Australia and the world are two very different things. I have no idea why Katy Perry is doing Menulog ads. I have no idea how on earth she could possibly need the money. But as you pointed out, Jerry Seinfeld once did Mm. some weird ads for, like, a bank that's only in northern New South Wales and the Gold Coast. So uh i don't know <laughs> i don't know but i'm guessing she would have got paid close to eight figures for that
0: yeah look that's that's the thing i know it, like i've heard rich people like god thought, i think these are rich people but i've heard some of them talk about it before it's like they'll go on google for their net worth and laugh like i haven't got that i have no money you know be like oh i have things but it's like you know we're not in a bar system anymore you know if Katy perry wants a couple of bucks the next week she's not going to go sell an asset and Obviously, mm. she had money anyway, but I know what you're saying. You don't know why they do it, but also it's like for them, they usually sign these things and, then, and then guarantee it's not going to air in their country, right? And even though things are around the internet now, it's still you know, she probably put half an hour's work into it and got like three million dollars or something. Yeah, good
1: on her. Uh, like, both that's it, core, like, whatever, yeah, cash is nice, That's true. Cash uh, is both- cute. Both Corey Goats and uh, Schneiderfield scores ask similar questions. Is Nathan Cleary just Mitchell Pearce with the big shin? Is Nathan Cleary Mitchell Pearce 2.0? Uh, we already talked about that. Oh, uh, Steve Perry says, is
0: the Munster post-strip flex the greatest in-game taunt of all time? He did a let's-go flex in this game. I mean, Kim Munster, I did tweet this last night, but like, and, I, and people know I have this opinion, but he's never the best player every week in NRL, and he never will be. Week to week, he will never be the best player. There will always be guys through an NRL season. Like He'll never win a M. whatever. But he is the best player in the game for me, and I don't think it's particularly close because he just has that level when it matters, as cliche as it is, but when it matters or the game matters to him, when he thinks it's a big game or a big moment, he is always fucking there. And the best example of him being a big game player, Matthew Bungard, is the fact that he played that 2018 Grand Final... He had one of the worst grand final appearances of all time. And nobody fucking cares because he has so many good ones on his resume. We never Simbin talk about twice. it. He got Simbin <laughs> twice, kicked people, but nobody cares, right? Because he's had so many good big games on, on top of that. We don't even think about it. And he was yeah. fantastic last night. Has that weird w- ability to break tackles, but get got himself involved. In the first half, he was a bit on the edge and he wasn't getting any good clean ball or similar. And the best thing Ken Munster does, and that's why you look at other halves often in origin, like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, Ken Munster does the things, fuck the game plan, I'm just going to get the ball. And one line break he made, he was, like, over on the right-hand side of the field doing nothing. And, like, dances back to the middle and cuts up the guts. And all of a sudden, he's in, you know, The like good scramble from the Blues to diffuse an opportunity because someone's in Cannon Ponga's pocket. I'm not sure who. That was great. But then the one-on-one strips is, like, they're ballsy. But he's so good at them. Like he's he's been in the gym maybe three times in his life. I don't get the strength. He's got dad strength without having a dad. It's probably all the hmm. beers. But he he's yep. exceptional. And it and it feels it's so strange to me that the storm let him get off contract, and they're still trying to keep him. But it's like it's the contracts never going to get cheaper. He's going to keep having these moments. And and it's gone past origin. You played that last night, mate. There's probably a club out there who were think- uncomfortable yesterday paying him over a million, who would offer him over a million today. You know, it's probably, like the, if you're the Dolphins, you said it last night, like, fuck. Why, where do we stop with Cam Munster? 1.2, 1.3, you know? You look at that stuff, 1.4. Because, again, like, every week you want someone who's going to steer you around every week. But, fuck, a guy like Cam Munster, when you can just back, back a dude that, you know, say it's 12 all and you're against, like, the Storm. You fucking know Cam Munster's doing something. Absolute yeah. king, king of Queensland, and they gave the nickname to Gutherson. But if anyone was going to take King Lewis Wally's nickname after Wally, it is the dude who also probably punches darts, eats pies, and drinks beers every week, and then comes out and fucks him up. in origin that's the dude who shared the nickname, mm. yeah. Uh, all right, uh,
1: next question we've got, uh, <laughs> uh, we got, uh, RCB Sharks was that DCE's best origin.
0: Probably oh, He, wasn't do even good. Like, he was probably wasn't even good. Mm. <laughs> like, he did score a try, and he did sweep on a couple of kicks later, but, mate, nothing will ever shit me more in origin with him, and it's not even the going to the line and crabbing. It's the sitting in his chair in defense and pointing. Every time he points, we concede, and that's when he sits in his chair on the edge there and, and leans back and points at someone on the line, that's when he's not moving active and he's passing the problem to the next person. You know, when you say someone's yours with your hands, not with your intent, you're helping fucking nobody, mate. Like it, when you point at someone who's coming at you, it's like, no, no. If that's your dude, you you go you go to him. That's how I know he's your dude. But you know, in the tries they both conceded, there was there was DCE passing his problems on to somebody else again, and that's the stuff I still can't stand. He's played Origin for this long, but he's not going anywhere. So he'll he'll he's you know he he'll play stuff for Queensland until he doesn't want to. So uh, that's what I have to yeah. deal with. Uh,
1: Morg says, "Does Cameron Munster have spiders on him?" Uh, presumably, yes. James K, how good's Queensland? Uh, pretty yes. good, mate. Uh, was an actual question. We can we can have a guess at this. Over under on the number of changes Freddie makes for game two. I'm going to say four. Is, is that a line he said or a line you, you're saying? No, he he. Well, he's like, all right. I'll put the line at three and a half, and I'll take no. I'll put it at four and a half. And okay, I'll take I'm going. I'll,
0: yeah, I'm about to say I'll go over on four and a half. Then I think it's okay. probably four. It's probably four, but there's a ch- good chance that someone else probably gets hurt, or it might be five anyway. Like, you know, Freddie's a bit insane like that, and there's a real possibility that they can just, you know, make like a lot of changes. Don't really matter. He can definitely do that too. Like he didn't do any changes in 2019 because of the bubble. You know, he couldn't. But when they've lost other game ones, he's made he's made changes.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I yeah, I think it will be four or five. So I'll take the under just to make it interesting. Uh. Joe says he's just a touch the best bunker ruling ever. That was weird, hey.
0: I mean as you said it, it, probably it, it's up probably there with he's enough. got
1: it's it's up there with he had
0: options. I mean yeah, he had options is hilarious still that for that Joe Harper anyone when it was clear obstruction last night it was clearer than that but uh just a touch I do like that everyone in the game disagrees origins different rules.
1: Yep. I mean, someone pointed out that there was a few kicks last night where Cleary got smashed afterwards, where oh, he probably would have got a penalty in an NRL game. It's like, yeah, one of probably. them that was
0: a penalty last night too, mate. Pat Carrigan has murdered, like Cleary left the ground, Carrigan hits him, almost a shoulder charge, arms out, and then doesn't go to the ground or even try to go to the ground with him. That's a penalty 100% of the time, but mm. it just didn't happen last night. Mate, they just so, let the boys play. Yeah, that's it. I heard the voice play, which is good sometimes, I guess. Uh,
1: an actual question from Corey. Is there anything more pointless and frustrating than having conversations mid-game with the coaches and having halftime interviews? Okay, halftime interviews, yes, pointless. But it was hilarious when the Blues were losing and Matt Thompson was trying to talk to Brad Fittler and Brad Fittler just did not want to part of it. And at one point said, yeah, well, we're losing. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah, that's it. But anyway, so 2019, uh, Freddie's changes, by the way. They lost that game in Queensland, 18-14, and he dropped uh, Cottridge, Luttrell, Josh Morris, Cody Walker, David Klemmer, uh, Jake DeVoy, which was out-hurt, I believe, for the second game. And who else did they drop? Uh, Payne Haas. Like there was, there was, That's six changes after that loss, and those are good players that were rattled off there. So right, he brought back in that gang It's when he brought uh Sofiedi in to start. He brought in Ferguson. Maloney took Cody Walker's spot. Jack White and played center. Uh, Fanukin came in for for Jake Tvojevich. So like, he'll make changes, and he brought oh he also brought in Wade Graham for Angus Crichton in that game too. So it's a lot of changes. So Freddie is prone to a lot of minute ones like that when they lose. So mm. I'm sure we'll see a couple like that.
1: Yeah, and last question from Ben Qualiata. Considering Nana got carried off with an apparently serious injury, only to return later, is it possible he just needed to shit really badly, like Paul Pierce? Maybe,
0: maybe well, that's one that's one thing Brian has taught me, by the way. There we go. I know I, I disinfected customer, but he like those ankle sprains are never actually bad, pretty much. Unless they do break something, they never look as bad as they look, if you get me in. He said that many a time. And and to be fair, probably a lot of us have played sport and had your ankle bent like that and actually been okay. Yeah. I thought when I saw the replay on that, I was like, I think that's not that bad. I think he might keep playing, but he was banging in the floor screaming. I was like, oh, I came wrong. No, he came back. So yeah, Brian did teach me that much on those. He came back and he was he was okay. I mean, he he did have some intensity in defense, but if he he only touched the ball twice, you know, so sorry, he touched it four times, it wouldn't even dummy off. He ran the ball twice, you know. Nothing great there. All right. Uh, anything else you want to say?
1: You want a final
0: soliloquy about Queensland before we get out of here? No, nah, pe- people. Oh, it was it was just really well executed. Like the halves and everything didn't have a great game, but I thought Billy did a fantastic job. And then let's even to speak post match, he was he's the first Origin coach. It sounds like a real footy coach in a while. Yeah, and I don't. I, I do think he has coaching aspirations. And some of the things he said probably don't actually apply to Origin and or like normal coaching. He was talking about how he doesn't actually care about the result. And he's like, he's like, what I care about is getting the best out of Queensland and my players and us playing our best and all that kind of stuff. And he got asked at winning game two. And he's like, mate, look, I'm not, I don't care about winning game two. He's like, game two will come. You know, one thing in life you've got to do is enjoy these moments. I'm enjoying this win today. but boys will enjoy this win. But my job for game two isn't to win the game. My point is my job is to get the boys to play at their best. Yeah. That and that's right. what he's saying and it's better normal coach stuff than origin coach stuff but yeah he's good anyway you need to get to work
1: I, I literally have to run out the door sorry patrons normally you get the shout out I literally don't have time or I'll miss my Fuck train him. so I gotta go Uh, uh, to, to <laughs> Joey Gooch and all the rest thanks thanks yeah. for your support alright say goodbye Mitchell goodbye Mitchell and it's goodbye from me